0: Hey, good morning, good afternoon, and or good night, and welcome back to another episode of Metaphysical Me. I'm your host, Dwayne Francis. This this is episode three, and I guess I want to start this off a little bit differently by having a little conversation, I guess. The purpose of me starting this broadcast is to hopefully reach someone out there that could possibly either help point or guide me in the right direction, and simultaneously share my experiences to everyone and let them know that there's a lot more going out there than we could possibly imagine I'm on a a journey to either try to figure out and understand why am I given so many different modalities and why do they always come out when I'm asleep during the daytime I'm as normal as you and me but at nighttime my subconscious has a party one of the psychic readings I had he described described it verbatim and I'll probably add that to an episode Uh, If you've never heard of Paul Selig, he's a very good intuitive psychic, and I highly recommend you try to schedule a reading from him. But in all reality, he's booked out for two years, but he is really good. He described my abilities as being in in an astral tilter world. I go from far left to far right and have no control over anything I could do, and I can't manifest these things during the daytime. Occasionally, I was able to have a thing or two happen during several meditations, which acted as an outlet, allowing me to actually have a full night's sleep after I started meditating. So that was a good help. But my abilities is, are, I apologize, are all over the place. Typically, out-of-body experiences are, are the main one, but I've had more precognitions. Even today, one happened at work that I won't get into because it's kind of sensitive. But from precognitions to out-of-body experiences to remote viewing— to by location, lucid dreaming. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I could see around my room with my eyes closed. Not by memory, by shining a mental light into an astral form of the room and I'm able to navigate my bedroom in the complete darkness. It's a very different feeling. Sometimes I've woken up and been able to see through my walls into deep space. Like that character from uh, Marvel, Hamdahl, who resides in Asgard. That's something I would love to be able to do and just have that ability, but none of my stuff, none of these modalities are consistent, persistent, or routine. And I'm confused, but it is what it is. And I've decided that I'm going to just share my experiences. Some might be entertaining, a couple are downright terrifying, but hopefully you find some entertainment value in this because I am taking this now in stride. Uh, the anxiety this has caused me has dissipated, and I'm going to take advantage of this to share a lot of my stories. So, a story, a story, a story. Um, here's a good one. In March 2021, I was having several routine out-of-body experiences. I can't remember the exact date. I wasn't writing them down as consistently, so I go to sleep and. That bewitching hour, about 3 o'clock in the morning, I get the vibrations. Real intense vibrations. They're about to wake me up, but before I know it, I am popped out of my body and don't know where I am. I know it's warm. I look around, trying to get my bearings. I see some palm trees, and it's dark. It's dark at night. I could smell the ocean, or sense the ocean, but I still don't know where I'm at. I know I could fly. So I take off. I go straight up 50,000 feet, trying to get an azimuth and orient myself to where I am in the United States, hoping I'm still in the United States. And I'm right. I am in the United States, but I'm all the way down in Florida. I look down. I see the peninsula. I'm like, okay, I know where my body is. Hug the East Coast and go on home. Not a problem. Let's just get back down to a sensible altitude. So I start. I drop back down to about 200 feet. I'm about a mile inland from the coast, and I'm traveling north. I'm going pretty slow for astral travel. Maybe, you know, 100 miles an hour. That's typically slow. And to the right of me, something catches my attention that just disappears from the periphery. I look over, and I swore there was two buildings there before, but now there's just one. Or a quarter of one and a whole one standing. And I'm baffled. Somehow I'm able to play this back. And I look back, and the building's back up, and I just see half of one building just collapse. Scratch my head, it seems like it's 9-11 all over again, an event that I saw but didn't share or tell anyone about when it did happen. So I fly over to the building, thinking, is this 9-11 again? But it can't happen in Florida. And I'm assured that it isn't. I get the words, no. In episode two, I've mentioned 360-degree awareness before, and that's where I'm getting my answers from. So the next question I posed, or I asked out loud, what caused this? And I'm shown an eggshell yellow wall with bulging, cracking concrete with rusted rebar and a lot of pipes, a few junction boxes, and lots and lots of wiring, which didn't really make any sense being so close to plumbing and pipes in this basement wall. And it's moist. It's wet. So I thought, oh, this is a bad foundation issue. I asked, how many people died? And the big, bold numbers appear, 250. So now I know it's definitely not 9-11. Then I asked for the address. And the address was given to me. And I couldn't believe what the address was. They showed me 8777 Collins Avenue, Surfside, Florida. I immediately laughed because I thought there's no way an address could have three sevens. This is a dream. I'm going home. So I continue north. And I'm like, why did this happen? There's no answer. No response. So I said, okay, you know what? Forget it. It's Florida. I don't live here. They could recover. They're a strong state. So I continue headed north. And I make it to my body. I immediately wake up, get my bearings. I could still feel the vibration slowly diminishing. This always happens when you return. And I go over this story in my head a couple times to make sure that I'm not forgetting anything. Then I fall back to sleep. The morning I wake up, I have a conversation with my wife, because she gets the first download of all my experiences, and she's very patient with this. I told her what I saw. I saw two buildings, one of which collapsed. Very similar to Tower Number 7 of the World Trade Center that I have had years ago. But this one was different. It was caused by poor foundation. 250 people died. And I keep seeing this eggshell-colored yellowish pastel wall with rusted rebar. I know it's in Florida. I know the address is 8777 Collins Avenue, Surfside. But who am I going to warn that your building is going to collapse? And how would they even believe me, is what I thought. So we ended the conversation. My wife assured me, and I start my day. Now, fast forward a few months to June 24th, 2001. I wake up a normal day and hop on this parking lot we have around Washington, D.C., called 495. I make it into work. In my office, we have several TVs. Most of them are usually off, but if you need to watch the news, you can. A coworker instant messages me and ask if I see what's going on in Florida. Curious, I turn on the television. And then my jaw drops. On this cable news channel, they show the exact same building I saw while I was out of body trying to get back home in Surfside, Florida. They broadcast again and again the number of potential deaths at 250, matching the number that I saw that I knew I asked while I was having my out-of-body experience. During the broadcast. They kept focusing on an engineering report, which had pictures of a pastel yellow colored wall with broken concrete and rusted rebar coming through the basement. Then they mentioned the address, but before they did, I quickly called my wife and said, hey, you have to turn on the television, turn to this channel, and do you remember me talking about this at any time a couple months ago? My wife replies, you absolutely did. Then I said, I wish I could remember the address. I'm not sure, but it definitely had a 7 in it. a matter of fact, I'm positive it had a 7. And right at that moment, the news anchor reads the address. 8777 Collins Avenue, Surfside, Miami Beach, Florida. I repeat the numbers to my wife. And she gasped. I hang up the phone. And put my palm to my face and just shaking my head, thinking maybe I could have prevented this some way. My coworker walks in, who I was still reluctant to share some of my stories with him, observes a look on my face. So I immediately change it, not to disclose and give any signs that this should affect me more than it should. But unfortunately... It does. For the next twenty four hours, I undergo a strange sense of responsibility which led to some depression. I know I can't stop these things. They are going to happen. But you just can't help yourself but feel helplessly responsible. Having knowledge of tragedies precognitively knowing that they will occur, but not given any timeline associated with it, it leads to a lot of second-guessing myself and wondering, what am I doing wrong? What am I not seeing? And all the questions I should have asked in the astral that I didn't, because I just wanted to go home. And unfortunately, I still question that till this day. Now, what I've learned from this Is that when I'm out of body and having these astral projections, they sometimes blur the lines with different modalities. I've learned to be more inquisitive. I've learned when I'm out to try to get a sense of what time frame I'm in. I've learned to ask for guidance, question things, and take ownership because your intention sets everything in play for how the out-of-body experience will go. If you're interested in learning how to do astral projection or out-of-body, there's three books that I used which shed a lot of light on what I was doing. The first book is by Ronald Russell, titled The Journey of Robert Monroe. The second book I'd recommend is the Astral Projection Guidebook by Aaron Pavlina. She actually, unbeknownst to her, shed some light on all the dark stuff that I experienced and gave names to it, which not being able to talk freely and openly about some of my experiences, I have to use a different metrics to see if I was crazy or not. And if someone is having the exact identical experiences as me, and I've never met them, their threshold for credibility skyrockets in my opinion, because we have like experiences that I've never been able to have another person validate through regular conversation. The third book I'd recommend, it's called Adventures Beyond the Body by William Buhlman. He gives very detailed explanations of his experiences, and he shares a few techniques. Thank you guys for listening. Metaphysical me. Until next time.